this is the long game. And no matter what, just like anyone on their own health and fitness journey, like you see the truest success when you show up no matter what in the best way that you can and not out of resentment or hatred or, or trying to prove yourself to other people. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. Jonah Mitchell, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. What is up, brother? Ben, thank you so much for having me on, man. It's it's a genuine honor to be here, being able to talk to you. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, we've been in communication for some time now, we'll say like probably closer to what, 18 months now. Yeah. And um, I've been really kind of inspired by what you've been up to and thought it would be a good opportunity for our audience to find out more about who you are, what you're all about why you're making waves in the industry and uh, share some of your passion. And so with that said, Jonah, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what's your background? I grew up a three sport athlete my entire life. Um, it was, it was my passion. It was something that uh, really kept me on the, on the straight and narrow growing up. Um, and as I got older through high school, football became the more predominant role um, and was lucky enough to be able to play uh, college football. Where? At Western Colorado University, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, over here in Colorado, in the mountain, in the mountains. But yeah, it was super. It was a lot of fun, man. I was an undersized defensive end for a very long time. Uh, my entire life, people told me I was too tall and skinny, um, and I, I just had this chip on my shoulder. So I, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll win anyway. I'll start anyway, you know. And uh, for the vast majority of my football career, I did start. Um, I, I had to redshirt my freshman year, but I, I started eight games my sophomore year before I had a I had an injury, but then from there on out, I was starting at about 200 pounds as a defensive end. And if you know anything about college football and defensive linemen, that's kind of small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I played D3 my freshman year of college, and I, I fully understand just um, I was probably about 195 pounds. I was too big to be and too slow to be uh a uh, strong safety and um, too small to be the outside linebacker. So I was kind of right in no man's land there. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, exactly. And that was, that was the funny thing is like, they wanted me to gain 30 pounds at least to, to, to really fill out the role. Cause I, I was a head up, I was a head up four technique. So just yeah. right in front of the tackle. And um, you know, I still, I still worked hard. I still worked. Uh, I worked my, I worked my ass off, to be honest, uh, but not really to the level that I always thought I was. Um, and that's really where, where a lot of my passions for health and fitness start, kind of started. Because um, as I was, as I played football, I always kind of had this high, really high standard for myself that I should be performing at a higher level. And I never quite did. Um, and I never really knew why. It was really frustrating to have like these goals and these aspirations that I was never truly hitting. And, and it really, it really came to light with, uh, because I got, the, I got the privilege to play with uh, Austin Eckler. I don't know if you know who that is, uh, but he's a starting running back for the, the, the chargers right now. Um, and he was at my school for, for, I played with him for three years and mm -hmm. he was the standard of what I wanted to do. And yet everything I saw in him, uh, no, I, I didn't know this at the time I lacked within myself and it really made me feel pretty insecure. Like I'm not willing to go, 
the extra mile, stay later at practice and go mm-hmm. work out one on my off days, you know, and he was doing those things. He, he knew mm-hmm. the playbook in and out. He knew the defense better than, than most of the, the guys who played defense. Mm-hmm. And looking back now, it was, it was, it was pretty inspiring, but I wasn't in the headspace back then to really understand and really like to, uh, to get in with him. So, uh, and understand the whole, like your circle really influences how you, how well you do. Um, so as I got to my senior year, I played undersized pretty much my whole life. I finally uh, got to the point where I'm like, maybe I should try eating this, whole, eating more and see what happens. And I gained <laughs> 35 pounds in, in three months and uh, got played up at 205 for my senior year. I felt strong. It was one of the strongest I've ever been. But what I prided myself on for a long time was my speed because I was so much smaller than everyone. I just had to beat them off the line. And then I lost my 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 bread and butter, and then my my body was even more injured than it had been for a long time. And I was like, "Where? I thought I had the piece. Like, where's my performance? I still performed at a lower level than I thought." And this somehow this convinced me to try and go professional for the Canadian mm-hmm. Football League. And this is where I was introduced to personal training for uh, for your sport. I had no idea that was a thing like my my entire life. Um, and my trainer he really opened my eyes to a lot of these biomechanical dysfunctions that I had, my, my, my muscle imbalances, why I was so stiff, I was so sore. And yet I still was in the thought process of, I just need to keep gaining weight. So I basically, I put on another 25 pounds. So I was about 250. Um, and my slowest I ever been. And I, I had my first pro day, uh, for the Canadian football league. And I had my worst numbers ever. Mm. I ran a five second 40, um, yeah. I had a terrible elder. I lost every single like one-on-one drill. And I just remember sitting at, at the campus of UNLV and just like sitting there wondering where did it all go wrong? Like, I thought I had it. I thought I figured it out. I, I gained the weight. Like where, why did I, why did I, why did I suck? Yeah. <laughs> and that led me to getting hired at the training facility, uh, as a trainer and like being that kind of voice to help point out where these athletes were missing their pieces mm-hmm. and i found that passion for for being that that mentor for them and that helping me understand where i went wrong so that i went and got six certifications in behavior change personal training and 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 nutrition and i just became obsessed with why why did i not perform why did i not have the results i wanted and i started getting to the best i got in the best shape of my life because of it my body felt better because of it and I, after leaving that 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 first personal training job and going to 24-hour fitness and really connecting dots for those clients, um, COVID hit and I wasn't doing anything. I had all this knowledge. I had all this will to help people understand mm-hmm. the same thing that I just had to understand. Um, and I just threw out on a whim that I'm going to start doing this online. I had no idea what I was doing um, and started my business. It started as Jonah Mitchell Fitness. Um, and you know, I coached uh, some of my old clients from from 24 Hour, um, and I had a bunch of friends and family. They started reaching out to me for coaching, and it just started coming together. I was like, maybe I should just start doing this as my mm-hmm. full time job. Um, and my wife had a full time job for a while, and this was the only thing I was doing. And I kept nudging her to to quit her job. And uh, after about eight months, uh, finally she quit, and we, we went all in on the business. And we saw a lot of amazing growth, and we saw a lot of not so amazing growth for a while. And it's been a bit of an up and down journey to the point of like, it's been one of the most challenging things ever, but it's been so inspiring every step of the way, because every time we have a challenge, we have to 
to get better. We have to 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 find a different a different way to tackle it. And so ultimately, we we, we founded Fit Phoenix Fitness and Nutrition Company based off of our own personal growth and development through our own journey, through our own stories that we help other people do for themselves and really help connect the dots for them with their own health and fitness. So. Yeah, that's kind of that's, that's a lot, Amazing, but I hope man. it made no, sense. No, that's great. No, it's awesome, and and congratulations on that a transformational journey, which is is really cool to hear. I know that within the scope of your journey, if you will, within the scope of even the past uh, year or so, you guys have had a bit of a fundamental shift in terms of who you serve, uh, in terms of your clientele. I'd love for you to share more about. What prompted that and and kind of what that aha was like for you? When when I was getting started and kind of going through the whole business building aspect and reading all the like, who do you serve the best? You know, and I, I, read, I came across a post that was like, well, you serve yourself the best. And that was kind of where I started everything. I was like, oh, well, I was an athlete who kind of lost his identity and and was like, all right, like I'm going to help other athletes who lost their identity find out who they are. Um, and that's kind of what I, it's exactly what I did for my own, my own journey. Um, and as I was working with athletes, I loved it in the beginning. It was so much fun. It resonated with a lot of people. And as I started to coach more and more and more athletes, I, I found this common, I'm going to say issue, but I don't necessarily mean it was a bad thing, like on their terms, but the people I was coaching, the former athletes I was coaching, weren't into the coaching I was doing. I was mm -hmm. trying to help them transform their entire relationship with health and fitness, not just getting in shape again. Right. Right. So they wanted the workouts, the macros, and that's about it, kind of DIY. I was like, like I went that route. That's not going to work. It doesn't last very long. Let me help you guys. And it, it got really frustrating because they they weren't seeing the results that I knew they could be getting, and they they. They were happy with just macros and and workout programs. I was like, all right, well, this isn't this isn't fulfilling me the way I thought it was, and that was really frustrating because I was like, what what is wrong with me? You know, mm -hmm. I was like, like where do I where do I go from here? And as I kind of went on this introspective journey, I, I found that even though I did grow up an athlete the vast majority of my life, and I did resonate with the athlete story, you know, I didn't really get along with the athletic like personality type in in at all. You know, I kind of had my own unique circle that wasn't always just about let's lift and and just constantly talk about sports. You know, I, I needed that that I, I really thrived in environments of, of diversity and and you know, like like if we wanted to play video games and talk about just like anything random or or, or nerdy, like I, I needed that kind of uh, outlet. You know, and um, I also fell in love with my own personal development. Of, of moving past like these, these limitations I gave myself. So the clientele I was serving, I still had the same drive of like helping people identify their own uh, or their own passions, their own and their own identity and kind of live and rise up to that potential that they know they have. And yet it just moved away from being that mm -hmm. athlete because it wasn't the athlete part that was super, that, that mm -hmm. was really resonating with me anymore. You know, that wasn't my, that wasn't my true crowd. And so my crowd has been more along the lines of people who kind of struggled a lot. Actually, no, not even kind of have struggled a lot with not only their health and fitness, but how they see themselves. And, and I, 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 my program's a lot more psychological, but there's still the fitness and nutrition aspect around it. But I speak to the person that, that I resonate the most with because of how much I knew I could accomplish that I wasn't. 
So that's mm-hmm. where like giving people understanding and 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 more of a, and a perspective shift uh, that they're not the problem, that, that that there's nothing wrong with them, that there's they they have been the problem, but it that because they can acknowledge that they can become the solution, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I don't necessarily have a, just a demographic. I mean, I I tend to work well with women above their uh, in their thirties because they I mean women have a really tough time with their health and fitness from childhood and and society you know and growing up from a single uh from a single mom household that's something i always kind of witnessed in my own house and it's something that i truly resonated with and just being that person that helps them realize that they've tried everything that hasn't worked for them but that's okay like we mm-hmm. still have to find something that's going to fit you and make you feel the best and that's the that's the beauty and everything that that that, that i do for people it's awesome to hear that. Um, and, and to be fair, what I'm hearing is, is really revolving around helping people identify their self-worth and the fact that despite the fact that you were a, a relatively accomplished athlete, despite the fact that you're a big, strong dude, is you found yourself in a position where you didn't feel like perhaps you were worthy of the accolades that... Um, you know, you deserved, and you also felt the desire to, to serve other people in those situations, whether it wasn't you, but, you know, you mentioned, uh, your mother's relationship with her body image, with food, with weight, uh, and feeling the desire to serve those types of people right on the head, man. You're mm. a really good active listener. <laughs> you know, um, it's I, I, I'm like nodding my head as you're talking through this. It's really interesting because and perhaps this is really one of the things that I connected with you so much about with regard to just the type of person you are. And and I've been in many a similar situation throughout my career. And I know we, we're much older, but I see a lot of myself in you in that you know, earlier on in my career, it really was a similar situation of feeling like wanting to serve uh, professional athletes, having the opportunity to serve professional athletes. I, my, my master's degree is basically in strength and conditioning and kind of getting out of school and having plenty and plenty of opportunities to go down that road. And I, and I kept finding myself withdrawing from those routes, if you will, for the very same reasons is it just wasn't connecting with and, and frankly, not realizing it till much later in my career, but just not owning, you know, that trajectory and thinking what's wrong with me that I don't want to work with, you know, the most talented athletes in the world and having, again, plenty of opportunities and having worked with, you know, world championship sports teams and, and, and famous athletes and, and what have you, and it's all cool, but honestly, it's not as cool as sometimes just the recognition and and really just satisfaction, I should say, that comes from working with the everyday Jane and Joe of helping them really fall in love with the process and realize that they are in fact good enough and worthy and deserving of, of feeling amazing and loving what they see in the mirror. And so I applaud you for that and, and for really diving into that so relatively early in the process, because I see that really changing the scope of, of your practice uh, long-term. So that's awesome, man. Well, thank you. You have no idea how much it means to me. It really does. Like it's been, 
you know, we were talking a bit off air how how I've had challenges um, in the in the past with with the adjustments that we've had to make for the business. But honestly, this is something. This is nothing I'd rather be doing. Um, and to hear all that, it just thank you. So, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome here over the last couple of years of trying to start and grow your own coaching business? The biggest challenge, I think, overall, before I get into like the current one, it has been this um, this imposter syndrome, right? Like you, like you said it, I've been a coach for about almost three years now. Uh, very new to a lot of the business side of things. You know, no matter how much I know, I always don't know enough. <laughs> so as that uh, has gone, I've been in I've been in rooms with with people like you who've who've had decades of of experience who've had like hundreds thousands of clients go through their their programs and it's just looking at it like holy crap like where do i fit among all this and really learning to to not let that be so daunting and and terrify me and and look at it as more of a, a inspiration of like what i could accomplish you know and this this uh clicked for me back in back in um april when I, I listened to Dr. John Berardi speak about about everything that his his, uh, his company did, and I mean, not to say that anyone else I've heard, but this just really resonated when he's got up there and he's like this well decorated guy. He's the most down to earth human being I've ever, I've ever met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's just a regular guy just trying to do his best, and and it immediately took all the like, just immediately reminded me like, all these people are are just people. They're not these scary aspects. Like I don't have to be in a competition with them. They are people I could be just like as long as I get out of my own way. Um, so that that uphill battle has been like just kind of wrangling that back down and reminding myself that this is this this game, this is the long game, right? And no matter what, just like anyone on their own health and fitness journey, like you see the truest success when you show up no matter what in the best way that you can and not out of resentment or hatred or, or trying to prove it to, to prove yourself to other people. And so I've, as I've worked through that, the, the, the challenges I've, I've, we, well, we've been facing with, with my wife running the business with me is, you know, our own personal development and growth has mm-hmm. kind of was put on the back burner um, as the business was growing and as business grew um, and we made some, some life adjustments. Like we tried living in an RV and, and that took a lot of our money and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole nother story, yeah, but yeah. You know, as that stress of business growth pausing and we had, we're so distracted with that RV and a lot of our own personal development kind of got pushed on the, off the back burner. And as we've been trying to, to rebuild the business, a lot of our own personal developmental issues started coinciding with business growth and it was like butting heads. It's, and that's, that's been the, that's been the biggest challenge is as individuals, I mean, as a married part, as we're a partnership, we're married. You know, right. we both still have to have an individuality. We both have to have our own voice within this within this business, and we still have our struggles or or, or, or traumas that we have to work with, work through. Um, and you know, there's sometimes our energies don't match. You know, like there's sometimes where I have to be the very um, kind of driven, like let's do everything all at once and get things going, and she's very mm-hmm. good at at being the passive, like relax. Let's kind of go from a place of, uh, of abundance and, and, and really not mm-hmm. put ourselves in the same hole that we have in the past, you know? So, and, and since then, like we've been able to find this middle ground with, with showing up as our true selves and really kind of showing that honesty to our, our community, our clients say, Hey, we're not, 
we we struggle with a lot of the same things you guys have and and that vulnerability that we've we've shown has really allowed us to to be even more passionate um to to everything that we do be it our podcast our our, our community our our coaching um and and it, even though we did take a bit of a a, a dip uh, financially and had to take uh, some adjustments we we have been able to really show up to the level that we need to that may not translate to dollar signs just yet but it, it, it translates to what really I wanted from the get-go was developing a thriving business around people around the person that I I want every person to come in my in my community and in, in my coaching program even if they don't get to their goal they are far better off than, than when, than when they left and they know much more about themselves. And even if they don't finish my program or they go and do multiple programs, like I want them to, I want to create something that's just people driven. I love people. And because of it, like, because of these challenges, like it's, even though there's some really tough times, there's some, some suffering, right? If we're going to go David Goggins, you don't, you don't grow if you don't suffer. Right. That's right. Um, you know, it, it's still getting clearer. The path is getting clearer, and yeah, we're super young at this, and it's 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 a challenge every every way every day. But there's nothing more worth it. Like I would I would take this above any physical football training I did in the past. Mm. You know, that didn't last very very long. This is this, this is something is definitely that, uh, it's definitely mental two a days. That's yeah uh, yeah that's yeah without question. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, you've got a very mature perspective on the whole thing. And I can definitely resonate with the difficulties of running a business with your significant other and all of the complexities therein. And and you guys don't have kids yet, but that will add a whole nother layer if, and when you decide to. And so the fact that you're acknowledging all of these things right now is pretty cool to hear for what it's worth. I would say that running the business because I've been you know running this business for years and years and my wife just came aboard over the last couple of years and is certainly playing a pivotal role but the most challenging thing has definitely been really just the dichotomy of of you know having a marriage running a family and a household and running a business really all within the same household especially the last few years so we have offices right next to each other and mm-hmm. obviously we sleep next to each other and you know, we feed the kids and and have the kids right, you know, down the hall. And so it's a certainly a difficult balance. And I think what's most important for what it's worth is as long as we have a shared vision of the direction that we're moving in terms of our relationship, in terms of our family, a commitment in terms of our business growth, then everything else can work itself out, right? Because there's obviously going to be different seasons where we're spending more time and energy on different things and all of it can improve together. But I think that that there's this elusiveness to the idea of balance. One of the things that has been the hardest for us is really just making sure that we are making that and, and being proactive about putting the time into a growing in the appropriate way together. But it's also the most exciting component about it is the fact that we do have a big shared vision And we know that despite the fact that we're changing as individuals, we're still growing together. And so it's exciting, right? Because you know, you can see sort of the long-term trajectory. You can see your long-term growth together, your life, your business growth, 
your family growth together. And that's reassuring for me. So again, for what it's worth, it's the way that I think about how we manage things on a daily basis and just making sure we don't get too lost in all of the the minutia, but you guys will, will certainly figure it out as long as you have that shared vision. Yeah, no, that helps a lot, man. Um, I'm always thinking like when we do have these, it feels like these polar opposite views or, or energies. It's very easy for me to forget that we do have a same shared vision with what we want to accomplish, not only with a business, but as a relationship, you know, and I told my wife uh, from the very beginning, I will never let this business tear us apart and I will burn it all to the ground before I let that happen. However, we have had to do a lot of work to not let either of those things happen. And even if it is a challenge for what it's worth, it's worth a lot to hear you say all those things because I, I, I fully believe that w- whatever we have on the other side of this is, is exactly what we both want yeah. and exactly where, where we wanted to go. And it's, it's that, it's that understanding that faith. That's another quick thing I want to throw in here. Like something I've always struggled with is patience and having faith in, in that system that something's going to work out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things will work out. And it's, it's always because I've always been so physical. Like I, I can see my growth in the gym. I can see my growth in my sport. Right. But when I don't have that same kind of thing with like business or relationship, like where that, that measurement is, is there, I have a really hard time really accepting that. But that's, I mean, that's the point. I mean, that's really why I'm here right now to, to really learn that lesson so that I can evolve and be a better husband, be a better business owner, be a better coach so that we can just continue to, to, drive this vision in the same direction. So yeah, yeah. Just, that little speech gave me so many clicks in my head just that. <laughs> I mean, you, you hit it though. It still is measurable growth. It's just time under the bar. It's the exactly. exact same thing. Right. And it's yep. just like, you're not going to see progressive, you know, maybe you're going to see these tiny little incremental growth, you know, with your, with your lifts, right. Day in and day out, but you, you fast forward over time and obviously you'll see something significant. It's just so hard to see it from one workout to the next. Exactly. Let's shift gears a little bit. I'd love to know, and and just kind of dive into health and fitness kind of having now been in the industry for a few years, been fully immersed in the industry. We'll say having worked with, you know, a lot of people, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions around dieting and exercise, health and fitness that sort of prevalent right now in our world the biggest one that comes to mind immediately and i just actually got off the phone with with uh with a woman who's about to sign up with our coaching um and the reason why she wanted is because there's so much conflicting information um out there in the health and fitness industry and, and i was i fell uh, fell prey to a lot of that when i was going through my own physical transformation like i read the fasting articles the keto articles the carnivore right. the all the all yeah. the things that like you know, if you, if you, <laughs> I saw this funny video, but if, if you take all your nutrition advice from online people and all this polarizing, you wouldn't be eating anything because everything's trying to kill you. Right. So sure. I think the biggest misconception is, is really that, that informational overload that keeps people stuck is, and they think they have to either do everything all at once. They have to be really clean or they have to completely cut out these food groups. Like the biggest thing people I want people to understand is that like science is great, right? Science is amazing. We, we cannot really argue it in certain aspects, right? The only way to lose weight is to be in calorie deficit, but you have to understand yourself first. All of these nutritional, these fitness 
pieces, like they are very valuable pieces of information. But if you don't understand what you need right now, mm-hmm. that's really going to that's going to hamstring you in a lot of a lot of your your pursuits and your efforts. You know, and a specific example, I had a client who lost a hundred pounds twice in her life, and she was just regaining the weight from the second time when she right. signed on to my coaching program. And as we were working together, she lost it through very restrictive dieting, very in- incredibly difficult exercise. And as we were going through, as we were talking about it, like she uses food as a coping mechanism, you know, and she was eating very little amounts of food to, to sustain this weight loss. Right. Totally. And the relationship she had with the scale, like any, any time the scale would go up, it would immediately go back down to, to, to cut calories, you know, and that because she lacked that understanding of in her relationship with herself and her food, and, and she had no concept of how to slowly incorporate these concepts of, about nutrition and fitness, she kept going on this, this super crazy up and down hill of, of rapid regain and rapid weight loss. And my, my entire goal, my entire goal of coaching her was help her understand like, this is the, like your stress management. Why do you, you're attached to food so much? And, and how you see yourself and tied into weight is really keeping you stuck. So that's, that's probably the biggest thing is it was, we're, we're so quick to jump from thing to thing without looking inward first. And if we could do mm-hmm. that, then we can see that everything has a tool that can be mm-hmm. used in a way that doesn't affect us negatively in the long run. Yeah. I, I like the way that you framed that. The way that it made me think about things was that it's not that any of these one ways is bad per se. It's not that it's wrong per se, but unless someone doesn't learn something from it, then it really does become worthless, right? To the degree mm-hmm. that if you if you do keto, great, like, and you lose say 30 pounds, right? Doing keto, but then you gain it back. Okay, fine. Um, it doesn't mean that keto was worthless. Mm-hmm. It means clearly it didn't work for you long-term, but what was the lesson gleaned from that experience? Was it that eating predominantly fat, moderate protein, very low carb was not the way for you? Not necessarily. Was it that it probably wasn't the way for you for long-term stability, right? Long-term maintenance, long-term weight loss goals. Yeah, clearly. And what elements of it can you take with you? It's like the whole Bruce Lee thing, right? But I think that that's really probably in my mind, one of the most salient points that people, and and for those of you listening, that I would encourage you to take with you from your experiences instead of poo-pooing all of the things and or yourself for having gone down this road. It's not your fault, right? It's in our face. Even us as coaches, we've been down this road before. That's likely why most of us are coaches is because we had to figure out our own shit. And it probably took us a lot of pain and sacrifice in order to do that to the degree that now clearly we don't want other people to experience that same discomfort. And so if you can take with you your experiences from these different types of dieting methodologies, why didn't this work for me? What was it about this that didn't work for me as an individual? Why did it not fit into my lifestyle? What do I want based on that to have my diet look like? I was actually listening to one of your podcasts and, you know, I think great coaching and you, you said, I think great coaching comes from just taking what you're currently doing and learn how to slightly modify or optimize it in a level that doesn't fully intrude on 
on your entire life the way that a lot of these fad diets or these these right gimmicks they do they make you change so much without that second thought of like how does this actually fit for me you know and right. that's okay if you've already been down that road and take that same understanding of like what didn't work well why did th- why did this make me so miserable if we can continue to ask why right i mean that's all we have to do is ask ourselves why where are the answers uh what are the answers to those those questions so that we can then make a a much better decision coming forward right if we can be more more connected and conscious of our behaviors and of our of our of our body we can we can sift through all the chaos and the the overwhelm of information and really find our our path so yeah that was that was yeah. perfect man it's it's really like what we talk about is there listen there's no secrets there are no rules and it's like you said it's it's giving someone permission to just be okay starting with where they are and not having to try and do everything at the same time. That's what's scary is for people is because they feel like they need to be aggressive to move the needle. And psychologically speaking, it just, we, we develop a lot of resistance to it. And so we've been playing around We're we're running this big workshop uh, and in person, by the way, for those of you listening, we're running a workshop here in Scottsdale in November, the first weekend of November, it's called Elevate 2022. So this is my shameless plug for our event <laughs> coming up, which Jonah would love to have you and Hannah come um, if you guys are available, but it's called Elevate 2022. And our tagline for the event is the no rules health revolution. And it's exactly along these lines of there really are no rules when it comes to transforming your health when it comes to losing weight. There really are no secrets, right? It really just comes down to figuring out where you are, what the low-hanging fruit is, mm-hmm. and then consistently and relentlessly executing day in and day out as you start to stack those behaviors. Um, Jonah, let's kind of wrap things up here. Where can people find out more about you guys and your business? Yeah, so me and Hannah are we're most active uh, in our Facebook group, uh, the Total Mind Body Transformation. That's where we do all of our trainings. That's where we we, we answer questions. We we try to we, we're building a very strong community around similar to what you're what you're talking about, removing the rules and and really giving ourselves permission to to enjoy our lives and not sacrifice our health. So that's the biggest piece. Uh, that's where we're most active. I mean, if you want to also listen to our podcast. Um, uh, it's called Rise Up with the Machoyas. Amazing, man. Awesome. So you guys heard it here. Um, make sure you guys follow uh, Jonah and his wife, Hannah, their podcast, Rise Up, and um, check out their Facebook group, Total Body Transformation. And any parting words, buddy, that you'd love to share with our audience? I think there's one thing that I, I, I want to want to share is no matter where you're at, no matter what you have going on, there's a reason for it. And the way you see it, even if it is negative, it's trying to teach you something. It's trying to give you the lesson that's going to ultimately make you better. And, you know, there's there's times where we all look back on really tough, tough aspects of our life and and be like, wow, like I'm 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 somewhat glad that that, that happened. And and for where I'm at personally, I just want people to know like it's it, it will get better 
no matter where you're at. And if you're at a great place right now, great. Keep going. Love that. And just keep on learning every step of the way. It's never, it never ends. Beautifully said, man. You are a a wise and old soul and uh, certainly <laughs> much, much further along in your journey than I was at your age. So please keep up the great work. You're absolutely changing lives. And that's what it's all about. And don't hesitate to obviously let me know if there's anything I can do to support you in the process. Um, thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 